Welcome to the Truth CSGO Podcast, episode 126, coming to you live from IEM Sydney 2023, mere moments after they took down G2 in the semi-final. We're talking to TC, the coach of Complexity. Hey guys, this is Lefro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flusher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the Truth? The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. The Truth CSGO Podcast. And this is Raps, and you're listening to the Truth CSGO Podcast. TC joined G2 as coach in 2022 from the South African scene, and since the acquisition of Elise from Liquid in July, Complexity has seen a steady rise to the number one NA team of 2023. After qualifying for this event, they took Monty, Betboom, and Cloud9 scalps, but along the way fell 0-2 to G2. So few foresaw the stunning about turn victory this evening. And just a note, I was asked not to mention the acquisition of FaZe by Complexity's parent company, GameSquare. Hence, we just stick to the game talk. Congrats, dude. You've just qualified for the grand final. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome being here in Sydney and being qualified for the grand finals. I mean, when we, when we came here, uh, Elish was saying the last time he was here, they obviously won it in back like in 2019. So it was like, well, you know, history likes repeating itself, so let's go win it. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy we could, we're here and we made it all the way um, to the grand finals, especially considering the fact that we had to qualify for this event from the like close qualify in North America. So, I mean, it's not like we were even, even invited, so we've made the run all the way from the close qualifier. This is a savage underdog story. Did Elige have any tips for performing on the DU, which to those who don't know is down under. <laughs> tips for performing on the down yeah, under. Did he have any jet lag <laughs> tips? Um, not really. I think surprisingly, when we made the travel to Melbourne last time earlier this year, yeah, we traveled from Europe, and weirdly enough, the jet lag felt so much worse. It, it, it felt so much worse coming from um, coming from. I think we were traveling from Warsaw. And we, I remember, like, by the time we left Melbourne that Sunday or Monday, like, that was the first day everyone was like, I actually feel good today. And now we're traveling back to Europe, you know. So it took, like, five, six days to adjust pretty much. And this time traveling from North America, seeing that we, we all were pretty much in Dallas um, before coming here because we were playing the Blast uh, Showdown in, in NA, um, it surprisingly felt a lot better. So I don't know if we just had a better flight like with our arrival because we landed early morning here. We stayed awake all day. Uh, you know, well, we, we pushed ourselves to just stay awake all day and, you know, just like slowly adjusted. So the first day was a bit rough, but second day, everyone started feeling good. And like I said, we all felt a ton better than like last time when we actually were traveling to, to Melbourne. So I think we just got a better flight, to be honest, a better timing on the flight because when we landed in Melbourne, it was like midnight straight to bed and yeah everyone felt horrible you got to work out what that timing difference was because Mm -hmm. it makes such a big difference I remember seeing a study that like when two teams one from the east coast and one from the west coast of the US were playing each other in the middle whoever had like an hour's difference over a a thousand games had like a 20% more chance to win the game like you had that extra hour's sleep yeah it's ridiculous like how how much it can actually impact performance and I mean at the end of the day when you get to this level it's you got to take those you got to look for those small percentages right so yeah it's obviously an an area that uh, we still need to look into a lot more I think everyone in the the esports field can still look at optimizing you know traveling and sleep schedules and so on but uh, it, it might not necessarily be there yet you know where, where, where the teams have the funding for, for, for that. Cause but I remember in 2018, 2019, when Australis came here, FaZe beat him in the grand final. 
they were doing all this light therapy yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. it was happening, mm. and I feel like all of that stuff's kind of dropped off. We've gone back to the Stone Age a little we've, bit. We've, we've like gone backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it just has a lot to do with, like, the mentality as well. Like, some players will actually believe and buy into is it. it. Is it Hocus Pocus? I, I don't know if it's Hocus Pocus. No, I don't think it's Hocus Pocus. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're using it correctly, then it's uh, it's not going to be uh, Hocus Pocus. But I think there's a lot of work that you need to put into it to, to doing it correctly. And you've got to traveling with all this equipment and everyone understanding when you need to be exposing yourself to this light and when you should be doing it, when you need to be drinking caffeine, when you need to be taking a nap. So you add this whole extra element that's almost like draining as well, you know, like for people to do because now you have this routine that you need to stick to and you have this extra schedule that you need to worry about. And you've got to travel with all this extra equipment. So I think in, you know, it, it's one thing optimizing, but it's another thing if you're creating, like, if you're making it, if it's making life more difficult, especially for some of the players, then it's if something it's they don't something really want to focus on. If it's something you naturally gravitate towards, then you're adding a whole system on top. Exactly. Then, then you might be getting more negatives out of it at, at, at the end of the day. So, TC yeah. playing it fast and loose. You have obviously fixed a huge amount of percentages because G2 beat you already at this tournament in the reverse of this today's score what what happened in between then and now well i think the score line in the first game when we played them was a little bit deceptive even though we lost 13-7 13-7 on both maps um it, it was it was really small things you know like we had a really good ct half on our anubis like back then in, in the group stage and then we switch over to t side and all of a sudden we we're getting caught off by aggression and little things that we haven't talked about because um I mean, we obviously didn't have a lot of time coming into this first tour tournament. None of the teams really did. You know, some teams had a little bit more time than others, but we were still playing CSGO. So, I mean, we had like a few days of CS2 practice uh, before we came here. So, there was like a lot of small things that we just needed to fine-tune. And I, honestly, I think on that first day, our game plan... Uh, going into Anubis on the T side just wasn't good enough plus they were just catching us off guard for some things and then when we swapped over to Ancient I just don't think our Ancient was ready yet to be honest and uh, you, you know they abused a lot of first timing aggressive plays Manessi was having a you know an absolute bang of a game and I think like fortunately we just learned a lot from it so I think it actually helped a lot that we played them in, in, the, in that first game in the, group, in the group stage and I think the scoreline like I said is a little bit deceptive from back then the game was actually a lot closer than, than the Line it did feel like it wasn't a comfortable victory for G2. Everyone was like, oh, their stars are back, but it didn't feel convincing to me. Um, I'm interested to know like where you guys start. I mean, everyone's going, it's a new game, it's a new game. Obviously, you're building on a lot of old strats. And I was speaking to Innershine, and he was saying, you know, part of his process was going, this works, this doesn't, this, oh, not, not Innershine, sorry, uh, Saw from Ents. Oh, this yeah, the this worked, this didn't. Yeah. This can't work because of lineups or whatever. How, do, how are you guys pr pr approaching it, or is it just seat of the pants right now? Pretty much the same, to be honest. I mean, we have did a lot of theory crafting at the start of, like, you know, new ideas. We want to, like, you know, we want to evolve and actually use the mechanics that the game is, is providing now instead of, you know, just, like, going with the flow and letting other people figure that out. So I think... Uh, you know, we, we've we've shown a lot of cool uh, cool things at the tournament already, and brought some innovative things. Um, but we've also like pretty much like you said, like what saw and then we're doing. I think everyone's probably doing that. You know, like you have your strat book, and that's pretty much just where we had to start, right? You don't know where to start, you don't know what to do because there's so much to do. So we just started there as well. It's like, all right, let's just work through our strat book, see what works, what can we do in what can we do in CS2, what's out the window, like what can, what, what what can't we do at all? What do we need new lineups for? You know, this still works cool, but we need the 
utility lineup, so we had to go and fix that. So pretty much just taking it one day at a time, one map at a time, and just figuring all of that out. And yeah, just trying to work through it and trying to, while also trying to actually evolve the strats. You know, what can we improve with the new mechanics? So yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing. And it's, I mean, it's still early days at the end of the day, but like we still, it's been going pretty well so far. There's an advantage you guys might have over other teams. What might that be? I mean, honestly, I think everyone, like JT's like a really creative IGL. John is also like very... Uh, insane Deagle. <laughs> insane Deagle. He's, he's always had an, he had an insane Deagle in, in, in Go as well. And like, I was waiting for his moment and then, <laughs> then it came. And then it came. So no, I'm really happy he had a good game as well. I mean, JT's, I think he's got, you know... F- like really phenomenal individual skill as well he doesn't always get to showcase showcase that so it, you know it's nice seeing him do it do it on the big stage um but yeah i think uh john's like really innovative as well like always thinking of ways that we can do new things so I, honestly i think like if there's one advantage probably just that we have a group of really really hard workers i mean even like our assistant coach that's not at the event unfortunately uh james rl man this guy like he he works so so hard I, like honestly puts in like the longest working days and he's like literally just focused on on the on the game always talking about the game you know what we can improve and is so he functioning so. as, a, as an analyst basically he, at the moment he is because he's not at the event but um we the the reason we brought him on initially is uh the reason i liked him is i also want i wanted him to come on and like push the culture side of things as well like you know like push that culture of hard work we needed more people with like that uh, you know, can-do attitude that's just going to get things done and just also push the the, the health side of things and the men- mentality aspect of things. So, uh, I mean, I really liked him. I've known him since the Cloud9 days or a little bit before before that, so end of 2019-ish. And uh, when he was available and a free agent from, from Valorant, I was just like, we need to get this guy. Like, we, we need to just get him on board. Like, I really like him. I really like working with him. And, yeah, it's it's been a good combination so far of people just being innovative and super hardworking. Where's complexity ceiling? I mean, for the new game, can I, you feel? I, can you feel the glass sheet? I, I don't think tickling the I don't tops think, of that I don't buffon. think we've reached the ceiling yet. Like I, I think we still have a lot of room to keep growing and. Um, you know, we, we have our games, we have our days where, where we play really well. I think what it is more about for us, I don't think we've reached our ceiling yet, but we need to lift our floor. Because I think that's the big thing for us. If we can just lift our, the, our, our floors, um, that's going to be really good for us. And that's when we take it to the next level where we can consistently uh, reach these playoff stages. Because, I mean, as you can see, the guys all have the skill, we have the tactics to do it. Uh, we just need to get to the point where we're consistently playing at a good level and I think we've, since we've added John we've had a, we, we've changed things we do a little bit and we have a really good process of uh, you know consistently improving and consistently lifting that floor so you know I think we're getting there but we'll time lifting will tell floor, time people will tell. often say is, is not making mistakes has Jonathan helped with that? The, exactly, exactly. Just re- reviewing the, the the small mistakes and how to avoid them. So yeah, no, for sure, he's come in, helps a lot with that. He's because he, he, I mean, often what we were the the problem is that we were always focused on like the macro and the mistakes we were making, like uh, like in our strategies. But what John has really helped improve is the micro and the mistakes that the individual players were making in their areas. So even though the strat was good. Uh, you know, like a lot of the strats we had were always good. 
the micro mistakes from the individuals was the problem and why like things weren't functioning you know like little tiny things like we know one misstep can cost you the round and I think so that's he was an good area, at pointing that out in a demo that's, review or that's after a, match. yeah exactly exactly or not even in a demo review or after the match but during the match like hey this is what you did wrong if you do this this is what you need to actually do let's run this again and we can run it again listen you know? cunt yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly it's like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> you need to be doing this at this time and I can imagine you know, as so a young NA player <laughs> <laughs> or if a young um, <coughs> Swedish player, you'd be like, oh shit, I better listen to Elish, you know? Yeah, exactly. He's so got the I, guns now too. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's been it's been really great having Johnny. He's a super, super hard worker. His work ethic is insane, you know? He always comes prepared and, you know, he's he puts his mind to everything he does, like, full focus. So, I mean, it's been a blessing having him, really. Speaking of work... I'm sure you got a lot to do tonight. you got a lot of sleep to get. I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much for the chat. Awesome. Thank you very much. Have a good one, man.